Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is Alex from Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber uh, movie review podcast. And today we have a very special bonus episode. As you notice, it's Monday. And you're like, oh, what the, the, the heck? Just a little surprise in my notifications. Hidden Shadows has already come out with a new episode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just a little, little surprise for you. And we went down to our local indie film movie theater and we caught the movie first love by takashi Miike, and he is an amazing japanese director responsible for 13 assassins blade of the immortal and uh he did this hilarious hilarious movie called like i mentioned earlier first love and we just kind of went we, we saw it because we were watching another movie and we thought that this would be an awesome movie to squeeze in to the other movies that we're going to be re- reviewing this month. So uh, we had a blast with it and we hope that you guys will get to catch it. They showed the last showing in our town last Thursday. Uh, so just look out for it. It's Takashi Miike. You'll see that. His first love. And you'll see that in the description. When we find where to where to where you guys will be able to watch this movie from, we'll make sure we share that with you on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, but otherwise, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I hope you guys are already subscribed. If not, please do that. Uh, that would be amazing. And uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. First of all, I am a little bit constipated. Do you feel in that? my in my chest? Okay, so it's like congestion, but there's a big shit on my chest. I, you know, it it's not easy to share those kinds of things. Sometimes Barbara does it on purpose, though, and I think that it's okay because I because I kind of consent to it. Right, but then like right now. Do, do you think like right now it's it's just it's like kind of like it's, annoying it's kind of gross it's kind of an, so do you think that she does it so that you don't feel singled out like you're the only one with the voice that sounds like that mostly because i i like to think that it's because she just likes to take a fast shit oh okay so she doesn't do it all the time it's usually when she's taking a shit like a like a fat shit uh, do you guys talk a lot when she's taking shits? You're not close if you can't talk to somebody through a bathroom door. I I actually agree with that. I think uh, if you're really close, the bathroom door is is open. There are no doors. Yeah, there are no, no bathroom doors. doors in the house, and I think that's a household that I'd like to live in personally. Um, welcome everybody to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. On that note. My name is Alex. That robust, raspy voice is uh, who? Kurt Cobain, aka Khan. 
That's a really that's a really grim dark representation of myself. You just painted for everybody because if I did have a shotgun and my blades did get brasted, then like, what would happen? We'd all be very sad that you yeah. didn't take those shotgun classes that we told you to take, and that you yeah. messed up and fired on your yeah. own head. Well, I mean, you know, I took the handgun classes at least. See, that's good, but we were a little confused about that because you bought a shotgun and not a handgun. You shouldn't be confused because it still said gun. Ah, that's just that's just junior hijinks right there, classic junior hijinks. And then to the right of me and to the right of you, driver, people driving, he's in your car. He's we in have- your ear, not your rear, your ear. That's Thank you for clarifying yeah. that. We got Nikonsi. Did you say thank you for clarifying that? <laughs> yes, I did. I'm just surprised because I think the thing that you did differently in this episode is that you talked after we said your name. Um, oh, wait. That's not who I am. Oh, damn it. We can go back and re- we can we can edit. Well, we said Nikonsi. Oh, we did. Uh, Unless you wanted me to say Myron. Oh. Because there's both of them in here at all times. Myron is like Nikonti's sole, like R&B, uh, his persona that he goes into when you call him that. He starts singing like Little Richie <laughs> and uh, Michael Jackson. And it's... But not not like late Michael Jackson, like young Michael Jackson. Young, black Michael yeah. Jackson. <laughs> Whoa, that was a racially charged microaggression. That is my bad, everybody. My bad. <laughs> Today we watched an amazing movie called First Love. And First Love was from the creator of the um, that one movie we watched. And that other one movie that we watched and one of those other movies that we didn't watch yet you, but are planning on watching. You the, mean The Immortal Blade. Blade of the Immortal. Blade of the Immortal. That's another movie. Yeah, The Immortal Blade is, is a completely different movie, Alex. That, that one's actually don't... not about samurais at all. That one's just a drama in in Beautiful. modern time Japan. About a sword in the stone that's immortal. And his uh, his failing marriage. Uh, what are some of the other ones? Because uh, that he might be known for Nakansi. Because I only know Ichi the Killer and Thirteen Assassins off the top of my head. Oh, I didn't get to watch that one. He is an extremely famous director. Uh, most known for Ichi the Killer. Oh, okay. I didn't. Was that a good one? Probably, yeah, it was right? amazing. Yeah. So, uh, Takashi Miike. Uh, did this fantastic movie uh, called First Love and it's about a just a boxer who's just kind of not having a good go in life and finds out that he is got a huge brain tumor and essentially one thing leads to another and he gets caught up in a huge mafia war that's not about the movie that's not the movie at all the movie was about his first love all whilst trying to save the girl actually i think the movie was about everybody's first love uh-huh because uh, there was drugs money here's the crazy and- kicker okay <laughs> oh this is uh, gonna be good i'm ready the the main cop first love was becoming a cop but he obviously went in the opposite direction Ooh. okay uh, 
the cops. the yakuza member the main one kaze yeah he was obviously first love of being a yakuza member but then he went opposite and then leo's first love was boxing boxing uh and he kind of went opposite of that just because of his tumor he and was like forget all this yudi's first love was uh, what was her first love does drugs count i don't think drugs count no her first love was leo she, yeah no it was uh, ryuji no. ryuji that the argument can be made could be ryuji or the argument because, could be made that it was Leo. Because spoilers, we're not going to talk about the rest of the movie. Her first love was Ryuji. Obviously, went opposite. And then Judy's first love was Kuze. No, she uh she lost that one. Then that's why she was the most unstable one yeah. in the movie, guys. Yeah. Guys, did you guys take notes? We just named the entire cast accurately. Um, but no, uh, would you guys like to go into some fantastic impressions about this fantastic movie? Can we, uh, all right, I'll go. Can we just talk about this art for a second? This is the movie poster. All right. Uh, everybody, as you can see in the art that you pulled up on your phone and you will show up on our instagram i will and we'll show up directly that. uploaded into your brain or directly downloaded in, onto your brain uploaded from the podcast is the first po- the movie poster itself because, because we have the technology yeah, because you're listening to this episode 30 years into the future. Also, just be careful if you're driving to not get distracted by that or Alex's pepperoni underpants. <laughs> Super exciting. This film uh, was actually just released in the U.S. and Canada beginning on September 27th. But it did premiere at the 2019 uh, Cannes Film Festival. What is that? It is a huge uh, festival in France that was founded in 1946. And every year, uh, films from around the world go there and basically uh, get notoriety on if it's it's good or bad. That's where you go. Like, if you want to, you know what I mean? If you want to make it, like... That's where you... if you want prestige, that's where you got to end up. That's like the Arsenio, no, yeah, the Arsenio Hall of like stand-up comedy. See, yeah, everybody gets that reference. My totally. impressions of this movie was that it was like just in the forefront, guys. It's fucking hilarious. This movie was amazing. It was a hilarious movie. And I'd like to just give a round of applause to Shota Sometani, a.k.a. Kaze, for the best character of the movie. How okay? did he steal the show? He was a side character. <laughs> he was the best. Um, he was essentially uh, the mafia member. And he was trying to play like the, the catalyst or like the, the reason why the Yakuza and the Chinese mafia would go to war against one another while he got away with the goods and you know quit his life of being in the mafia but he just kept fucking up (laughs) so bad at every turn that 
it just it just didn't that's work how, out. But that's how you know it was such a good plan. Yeah. It was such a good plan, there was no way it would fucking work. <laughs> I like how... Um, it was too good. The audience was in on the joke and the director was in on the joke. Yeah. And he, it was... <laughs> He just made so many nods every single time we looked at each other like every single plan is fucking up. And then finally, <laughs> finally, when his one plan works, he goes, ha, ah, finally. And we're like, ah, he's thinking exactly what we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was great. Um, other than that, I feel like um, Takashi Mike wove together a beautiful po- plot. There was a lot of moving pieces. But nothing, nothing ever felt like we got lost, which was nice. Yeah, it's super easy to follow. Which is how you can tell it was like good storytelling. Yeah. And on top of that, it satisfied. If everybody who's been listening to the podcast has been trying to keep track about this, I have no idea how many times Alex has unmarked and left open his is this plot satisfying check mark. This is one of them. This is one. This was a satisfying plot for yeah. Alex. Yes, sir. We had two in a row. I know. Yep, Bromedit mm. and First Love. Technically three in a row. Oh, what did we watch before that? Oh, Joker. The Joker. It's actually not the Joker. It's just about this guy who gets super buff. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, right? <laughs> yeah, eats a lot of eats a lot of yolk. It's, it's the movie after the Joker when he gets buff, like regains his weight. It's the Joker, the Joker. from um, <laughs> Batman's Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I'm actually pretty happy about that joke right now. I'm sorry. I'm gonna take a moment and I'm good. Recenter your chakra. Recenter your chakra. Recenter your chakra. Little throat singing. I can't do it. I swear <laughs> Takashi is the hardest working director in Japan. He makes three to four films a year. Jesus Christ. He's he has over a hundred films. What? And and for this movie. He actually got an all-star cast. All of these actors uh, are pretty prestigious. Known for something somewhere, one or another, in a like notable way. Like I recognized, uh, I recognized her, but I didn't. I can't remember where she was from. Was Becky, the uh, actress who played Julia, or Jury? Yes. What what movie was she from? Or what other movies did she do? Uh, she's got like some voice work uh, for a couple of different things, like the original 1999 Japanese voiceover for Dixie Kong on the Donkey Kong Country Show. Oh shit! <laughs> That's like as far back as it goes. But like, there's just uh, she does a lot of variety shows. Some of them involving Pokemon. Lots of other things. Um, she's been singing since 2009. Yeah, she's known for being a singer and a model in particular. She's. But I I do know her from like doing a couple of those shenanigan shows. Yeah, she um she's got a like a very distinct look for a Japanese actress. So I get it. Um, but but all in all, she she's a, I think if we have a second best character in the movie i think she takes the cake right there uh and let me tell you it was close with kaze at least for me this is my personal opinion uh you may disagree as soon as i'm done june no i 
<laughs> I don't, don't think you know you what I'm thinking that you think I don't think you thinking that I'm thinking of what he's thinking while I'm thinking of what you thinking, thinking and think thinking and thought. Well, maybe you shouldn't make that face. Yeah, see <laughs> right there. Uh, I was gonna say uh, she was just <laughs> she was so crazy, and every time she came on screen, I was dying of laughter. Uh, basically, she just became a deranged devil woman from the moment her boyfriend was killed to all for the end good of the reason movie. she yeah. was crazy all for good reason she was like good so, crazy so somebody tried to rape her oh and she beat the shit out of them mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah she freaking that was amazing and then from there you were scared of her i was scared i was <laughs> when she was chasing these other people for killing her boyfriend i was running with them i was like uh, uh, I'm not gonna survive. <laughs> I'd be so. Frustrated. She was like relentless. Yeah. The overall, her character arc was reasonable. Like you could follow along and be like rooting for her. She yeah. was With a the, bitch at the beginning. That was the, literally the only thing. Was like the only downside to this character, like her character art, is that she just starts off as like, oh yeah, so. I have a hooker in my house. She's so mean to her. And I gay. treat her like shit. No, <laughs> zero fucks. Right? Um, Other than that, she was one of the top three characters in the movie. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, what what uh, baddest moments would you guys like to get into? Let me just start off with, uh, again, this was both the worst part of her character and the best one of the most satisfying moments was when she fucking kicks open the door at the first time i was like what who is this yeah she yeah it's becky bitch she fucking owned she's like uh, i'm a badass bitch who owns this scene right now motherfucker what are you gonna do what 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 mm-hmm. that's Just, what i thought yeah she was cool. Uh, how about the point, the part where she like stomped the dude to death, and she's like, "You don't get to get out away with this by dying, bitch." I'm that was like, one of my favorite parts. Whoa, that was hilarious. <laughs> this movie was like, it was real, like it really felt like an animated movie done live action. Yeah, I, like, I agree. Like, I think it had that kind of energy throughout the whole movie. I almost, think for me. almost to, like Furikuri. Takashi like, is as Japanese as you can get with yeah. his films. When we um, watched Blade of the Immortal, that was straight <laughs> Japanese film. I agree. It with, was so cool. With the comedy just... inside and the pacing. See, I watched the uh I watched um a few other um, American releases this past week and the pacing is so much different for an American film and a Japanese film. For an American film, it it's almost as this as if you have this adrenaline rush where it's just nonstop. Yeah. Uh, but in a Japanese film, you're kind of it. It is nonstop still. Like it was nonstop. Nonstop was, adrenaline. Uh, yes, but it it feels kind of like at a calmer pace. I feel like there's peaks and valleys. Yeah. The valleys aren't that low. But they at least give you a break so that you can breathe. One breathe, and so that you can <laughs> feel the absence of that adrenaline rush. So that when it happens again, it it's it it has uh, you notice it essentially. Yeah, you can tell the difference. I agree. Um, American I- films tend to follow more along the lines of fireworks and rocket, like bottle rockets. Like you just. 
it's like high point, high point, and you're high watching point. it fire off. And then, I mean, not necessarily all Japanese films because I have a tiny brain and I have to reach into the depths of my mind. But like different pacings for foreign films compared to most American films. American films tend to follow like like you're watching a fuse. Maybe it's a really short fuse. Maybe it's a long fuse. And then and then you're watching a rocket fly. Yeah. And you're kind of waiting for it to land. That's the end of the movie is when that rocket finally lands somehow, right? Like, But like mm-hmm. foreign films tend to be more like at least in my brain, more like watching a tea kettle rise. Oh, okay. Like, I like that. Like, you're watching water boil, right? And then when it hits a climax, it's, like, generally a really satisfying climax. Yeah. When I watched uh, this movie, First Love, it felt like I was reading a book, the way everything came about. Uh, whereas with an American film, sometimes I, I feel like I'm reading, like, a graphic novel. Hmm, that's a good comparison. Um, I'd like to just touch on something that I uh, uh, really enjoyed uh, as far as my... Because, like, the badass moments in this movie is, like, yeah, you had some, like, pretty great action and stuff and fights. But those weren't the things that actually stood out to me. Uh, I think it was just, like, the sequence of things, you know, coming back to the theme of pacing. Um, Specifically... When Leo, uh, when when they basically, um, when Kase and the cop finally catch up to Leo and Yuri, and they put them in the van and they're just driving uh, to try and take them to get out, get the fuck out of town and finish whatever Kase's plan was. Mm-hmm. And just all the shit that was going down inside of the van and outside of the van. You had the Yakuza chasing after them then you had the cops chasing after them and then you had the chinese mafia chasing after them all the while kaze you just had kaze moments galore inside of the van you got him getting shot at freaking the fuck out getting fondled (laughs) and yeah and the joke of being fondled and the joke was a good joke oh my god it was (laughs) that was a prime like i can be both in the moment and out of this moment and see how ridiculous it is. Yeah. So much was always happening. But they did it so, again, um, Takashi did it in such a way that you weren't confused. You were just just taking it all in at once and just dying of laughter. And, I mean, at least personally, me, I was, I was dying. I didn't get bored with this movie at no. all. Not once. I would watch it again right now. I would, too. I that agree. was that was a lot of fun. I, I think would. everybody needs to watch this film. Um, Mr. June, did you have a badass moment? Other than the one that I uh, mentioned, another particular badass moment is more of a spoiler. Ooh. Yeah. I have a badass moment. Let's touch on Conti's. When, uh, when Otomo, or when Monica is running... Uh, from the, her hallucination and she sees leo who looks like her her first love Gigi. and she goes help me and he just boom instantly punches the detective that's running after him i i gotta admit i did feel a little bad for the detective he does it so but... clean and and uh 
he just does it so clean. It's freaking, it was an amazing shot and it just pauses. And I was like, they just made him look so cool. They made him look cool and not in, in because he was annoyed about it. He's like, oh, how annoying. And he just, oh, I'll just knock this guy out. Yeah, so nonchalant. No, yeah, no problems. Yeah, no problem, but but with uh with excellent form. Yes. In the blink of an eye. I, I would like to point out to uh, to the actor that played um, Leo, his name Eels. I'll tell you right now. Masataka Kuota. Uh, he had really good form. Uh, you could tell he took his, his uh, boxing uh, role seriously. And um, I like those little fine details that actors uh, will go out of the way to do. Like just because you could tell that he appreciated boxing and wanted to make sure that his audience... Uh, who could were boxing that, fans? Yeah, could yeah. believe that the that's the role of this character. Like, yeah, I believe right. that that's a real boxing workout. That's real boxing form. So he was in. Knows. He was in Kenshin. Was he Kenshin? No, he was not Kenshin. He no. was not Kenshin. Okay, no. Who he, was he in Kenshin though? He was uh, Akira Kiyo, Kiyosato. Oh. Yeah, I don't know who that is. And he was an extra. Yeah, he's probably, he's probably, a, probably <laughs> he had an extra. A name. He was one of those no, extras. I, extras. <laughs> but I like a junior. Oh. I had junior. to make it believable for everybody. That was good, Junior. We totally bought it. Yeah, he knows. Oh, oh yeah, no, I fucking, that guy. Oh. You remember in the movie when he was all in it? Oh. <laughs> the number rating that I would like oh. to give this movie. You're about to make that noise when I give it. It's a 10 out of 10, guys. Oh. It's, it's a 10 out of 10 because, like Junior mentioned, I want to watch it immediately again. I want to actually own the Blu-ray DVD of this movie and frame it. And I want to watch it with my children and my children's children. Uh, yeah, I think this is a masterpiece. It's beautiful. I Pause. I knew that name was familiar, and it was important, but I couldn't place it. He is, uh, he is, that is the name of Tomoe's fiance before he gets killed. Oh, that's why I was like, no, no, I know this. So, <laughs> all together now. Oh. oh. Um, also, by the way, uh, Kenshin film coming out next year. The final chapter, part one and part two. Fun. So excited. Same actors? Yep. <laughs> they got a lot of good uh, money for that one. But back to First Love. Yes. Can, mm. there's oh, this, the number rating. There's, mm. Wait, there's this point in the film where Alex is like, uh, back to the future. And you just <laughs> see, you just see the car <laughs> speed up and it's about to like. It looks like it's gonna it's gonna hit the barricade in um, in this parking garage. Yeah, and, but then you see these electrical things like this like animated style, and we're like, are they about to like I don't know? Because you don't know what's gonna happen with Takashi because he does crazy shit for his films. You couldn't, which is why I like to watch his movies because you have no idea. like when we watch Blade of the Immortal, we're like, I don't know how this is gonna end or where this is going. We're just on an adventure, pretty much. And we were like this the whole time watching First Love. We're like. I have no idea who's fighting who. How's it going to end? 
is uh, the Yakuza gonna? Who's gonna get the drugs? I don't even know how. Are who, the drugs even important? Uh, is Kase gonna get a happy ending? Are they like? Oh, I mean, he got yeah. really close. He got, he got, very, really close. He got very close. He got very close, but he was doing it by himself. Like, who's gonna? Who's gonna be alive? Who's gonna die? I have no idea. Anyways, at at this point, we're like. Okay, they might just teleport. I have no idea. But then it turns into a slick. Wait, wait, we gotta. Okay, guys, skip forward uh, about one minute because this is gonna be a spoiler. Go ahead. And this is crazy. I love the animated part. It's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't yeah. mean to take the gas out of your. No, I the... wanted. I don't want them to. I don't want them to hear what I have to say. I okay. just want them to experience it. Oh man, yeah. you, man, you know what? Yeah. You believe in your co-hosts, and you knew that one of your co-hosts was going to stop you. But I thought it would be funny if they like skip ahead, and then now they have to rewind back because they just realized that I didn't tell you what happened. You have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. you just gotta go watch it. Sorry. I give this movie a ten out of ten. This is a masterpiece. I need to own it. Yep, Junior. I don't give ten out of tens. We all know that. But is it an eight or a nine for you? Oh, it's a hell of nine. Ooh, nice. That was an easy nine. Yeah. When we walked in there, and I was just thinking, it's it's Takeshi Miike. Like, I don't know what we're gonna watch. And then about ten minutes, I was like, this is really slow, and I know it's not a boxing film. And then at the next 20 minutes, so a half hour in, by the way, I was like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. I got reinvigorated. I was just like, we're here for the good ride. We're here for the ride. And like you were saying, where they were just back to the future. And I was just like, I was already thinking that this movie felt like a live action animated film somehow. Like that's like the style and inspiration that he it came from because it was a pretty chaotic starting to the storytelling but it was also really well done in terms of like the, you could actually see where all the threads tie together properly right? yeah and the sound the soundtrack was fucking fire that was a good ass soundtrack that was fucking good i i'm gonna say i'm gonna do a hot take i know we're still we still got two more months left in this year but I think this is my favorite movie of 2019, and that's saying a lot because this is the same year that Infinity Wars or yeah, Endgame came out, and I still think that this is my favorite movie um, of the year. So, what the record show? And it's not an even an American film. Yeah, y'all need to get on some Takashi Miike. But you also might get scared watching some of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was that. that I was a little afraid with the with the dad. I was like, oh no, it's taking a dark twist. I'm okay. I'm okay. I've seen enough hentai to know where that was going, though. Boo. Um, <laughs> what the fuck moments, guys? Let's let's kick this off. Good uh, drugs, Indian music, and a ghost of a father dancing in his underwear great i think that the ghost wasn't the scary part it was definitely the like just in general that scene was a good what the fuck moment the like i'm on a train and i'm hallucinating and i'm hallucinating and i'm hallucinating and i got some indian music in my head and what the fuck yeah that was exactly it that was yeah uh but it it was man japanese humor is hilarious it's great i liked it when leo goes 
Oh, I wish I was tripping and seeing hallucinations with you. Because <laughs> he wanted to see. But I don't want to do drugs. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that I don't want to do that drugs. That was a really there. wholesome moment, actually, because it's like this, like, I feel kind of bad for Yuri. Yuri is her real name. And actually, I think at that point, she introduced herself. As right, Yuri, right, right, right. right. Yeah. But the point being that, like, I, like, I like feel bad. She's hallucinating. And the wholesomeness of like leo a guy who just saved you and is going on a trip all night with you is like i wish i could be on drugs without being on drugs yeah like that yeah if i could take a pill to have the same effects of drugs but not taking drugs isn't that just taking drugs damn it my what the fuck moment was uh when the maniacal judy faces up you know she has her final showdown against the cop right they're in this huge parking structure which looks like a weird home depot it was a store it it was a store yeah yeah it was like a yeah it was a japanese home depot and judy is just letting out one of the mightiest of battle cries and then just turns right and keeps walking (laughs) And the dude is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was, all right, we're good. Yeah, you shared you shared the what the fuck moment with Kaze. You're like. There's so many what the fuck moments in this what? film. And we and actually had. around and. <laughs> we had a good audience. Yeah, they were fun. They were, they were cracking we up We weren't with the us. only ones laughing in the theater this yeah. time. I think, honestly, I don't want to be that toot my own horn. But I think when they heard us, because at first I didn't hear as much laughter, but I think once they heard us like cracking up in the front, like it kind of loosened up the audience and they were just kind of laughing along. Hi, Key. We are a prime, uh, we are a movie review podcast where you should actually just come see movies with us and have a good time. We are a blast. We do just the right amount of talking and just the right amount of shoulder nudges on the cool moments. To respectfully not disrupt your movie experience but to enhance it instead of like being a really really bad stereotype and be like don't go there don't go in there oh they gonna kill you they go oh oh what did i say what did i say get I, your hand out my popcorn i told them i ain't trying to i'm sorry hold hands with you in my popcorn you know i like butter uh, any other, other what things? The f- yeah, what the- <laughs> I think they're sold, and I think we're gonna have a lot of people coming to the movies with us. Any other what the fuck movies moments that you would like to get into? Nekonsia. Personally, I have one. I don't. Oh, please. So. Yuri is such a such a just you know. I feel bad for the girl. Yeah, that's a sad story. Yeah, and then. I was like, yo, is my homie Kaze going to get his dick sucked? He going to get his dick sucked? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get, hey, yo, Kaze, Kaze, get, let her get the drugs off of your dick. You were like in a weird, because you liked Kaze so much, you you were kind of like, you know, like, he, he yeah, deserves you know it. What? He just got shot. Like, like just, my homie, he just, my homie yeah. get his dick sucked. Shut up, Leo. Mind your business. Right. Mind your business. Oh, Mr. Oh, fucking. It's not right. Oh, you should you should say no to drugs. Just sit in the front and be a good co-pilot. 
keep an eye on the GPS and let whatever's happening yeah. in the back happen. Yeah, yeah I agree. That was a good what the fuck moment. <laughs> that was a good what the fuck moment. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. This is sadly the end, uh, but make sure you guys, for more beautiful content and hilarious videos and pictures, follow us at HSTSC33 on Instagram, Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber on Facebook, and you can join our good co-host here, Khan, on his stream at twitch.tv forward slash cooking ninja carve. Oh, he did it this time. I didn't have to do it, but we did it in tandem because we cool. Made it even that more beautiful. Yeah. Succulent. And he's gonna end the podcast with a chippy chip chop chip chop chip chop chip chop chipping in the chipping and then we got a Chinese gong in the podcast and now we're stopping. 